properties are cozy and snugged. We own many properties. Why is that important? Because that's one way how to make money. And that's one way how to feed your family. I love it. Good job. Hello, 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 everybody. This is me, Stephen Lee, Blackwall Podcast. I have a very, very special guest with me today, Mr. T.J. Lofton. Yes, economic futurist, award-winning international speaker, best-selling author, land developer, and real estate and business coach. Very serious brother. Came across this uh, gentleman on Instagram. His reels really caught me, and I think uh, his mindset and the things that he lectures about and has spent 30 years on the ground developing is one of the founding uh, cornerstones and bricks of this Black Wall podcast. Mr. TJ, the thing that really caught me is the title of your book, which is Monetizing Gentrification, Black or building, excuse me, building black ownership, right? Yeah, I thought that was extremely, extremely important take. And it's the exact reason why I got into real estate and investing into the west side of Atlanta was to be able to monetize the gentrification that was happening because of the stadium. So when I saw that there was somebody out there that's actually uh, developed and put into words and expertise of my experience, I really wanted you to come and share. I wanted to also thank you for laying the path a way that people like me have followed, whether we know it or not, with your 30 years of investment. I'm 41 years old. So that means that when you started this, I was 11. And so I want to appreciate you and thank you and give you your flowers, sir, and be able to drink from your well of knowledge because of everything that you've put in. So seriously, I want to thank you, number one, for that, okay? And then now, if you would, just enlighten us on your story when everything's going on with you. Oh, man, it's a lot going on. Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you and what you're doing. and Thank you so much for appreciating me for what I'm doing. Absolutely. You know, and give, giving me the opportunity to share. You know, a lot of people uh, don't see things the way I see it. You know, they feel like they want to go get a job or something, you know. But for me, I started off... Uh, as a young man, I saw some of my buddies, some older guys in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that were, uh, <clears throat> they decided to buy some land and start building some shopping centers in Compton, California, where I'm from. Mm. And yeah, you know, because of the gang violence, you know, people's mother would send them across the street to get some, send them around the corner in the wrong neighborhood to go get some swabs of milk or something. Next thing you know, they get murdered. So, the guys in the neighborhood, you know, they, they did pretty, were doing pretty well. So they just decided to buy some shops, to buy some land and put up some, uh, brick and mortar shopping centers, you know, uh, barbershops, beauty salons, mm-hmm. uh, burger stands, you know, every, the, the essential needs, mini market, the things that we needed okay. in our neighborhood. Okay. You know, so to help recirculate to, that dollar. Yeah. 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 So I got to watch them. You know, all the way from why did they buy this particular land to should we use brick or or wood, Mm. you know, of the building on the ground, what way should it face, you know, to what type of businesses should we put in there, what do we really need, 
and should we let little Pookie work the cash register? Okay, know? okay. So, so you just know? just to slow you down real quick, and a question. Well, actually, two questions. What years was this, and why were you so privileged to be able to get such an intricate bird's eye view of this? I mean, you want? I can give you the real story. Yeah, we want the real. Come on, man, don't do that. If it, come on now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that's all I want. This is there's an explicit uh, language warning for a reason. You gotta, you better tell me the damn truth. Well, honestly, for the biggest drug dealers in the world, comes from Compton, and I just was fortunate enough to live on the street with several of them Ooh. in the same neighborhood. Okay, talk that talk then, huh? You know, so. These wasn't the today type type of guy. These were the real investor guys. Like we got some money, we need to help the community. The you know, Ricky Rosses and uh, Ricky Freeways of the world. Yep, putting okay. that name names, but anyway. Right, yeah. right, right. But you, but I'm just letting them know this is authentic cloth you coming from. This is not a joke. This is the blueprint. Right. You come from the blueprint. Right. So you know, and I want to throw that out there real quick, not to take it left, but. Originally, when those guys were doing what they were doing, it wasn't illegal. You know mm. what I'm saying? These were like grandfathers. It didn't become illegal until they started making money. Then it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. They're not smoking it. They're selling it. Let's pass some laws. Okay. You know? Okay. you telling the truth now. This is verified. So you telling the real historical truth. Right. So they felt like these other people going to come in our communities and destroy them. And, and we're not going to make anything off of this. So let's monetize it ourselves and do this crap ourselves, you know, mm. and sell it sell it to the people who want to buy it. You know, you got to remember, nobody was forced to buy this stuff. People just wanted this stuff. You Correct. Know? So the brothers came in and they instantly became the bank. They started loaning out money. Anybody that had an idea here, let's do this. Go ahead and you do it. You do it. You know. Right. Which so is which is what we now know is uh, angel investors. Exactly. exactly. I'm just trying to draw the parallel how when we do it, 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 it's one word, but then when they do it, it's another word. So we got to be clear on that. That's that's what we go out to Silicon Valley and call an angel investor. And all that money ain't clean. And, you know, I can, I, I'm one of the guys that I can honestly tell you, I've seen big, loan, big, loan, big loans go out to people that don't look like us that started big business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. This amazing the things that they can do, but hey, when we do it, it's a different name, like you said. But mm. going back to the story, I was fortunate enough to live next door and grow up under as a student to some of the biggest guys, and and they liked me because I'm a thinker. You know, I Correct. was able to, I was able to witness. I was being molded and sculpted by some of the greatest thinkers in our lifetime. You know, mm. guys who funded record labels guys who funded all these businesses that you will be surprised that only recently they started to come up right shout out to uh harry o we got to acknowledge some people while we talking shout out to mr harry o sir welcome home absolutely you know i like to say chico brown you know welcome home Uh, we did some amazing work i worked under chico with uh we they gave a lot of money chico bought in well i was bought Man, now you got me going. I was yeah, well, I got you going. You goddamn right. That's why I got you on the show. I want you going. I started this engine up. Let's go. Yeah, I don't get to talk about stuff like this all the time because we got to keep it generic as possible. Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, well. Anyway, uh, I decided to give back. We we got a lot of investors in Compton. We got a lot of investors in 
one of my partners, you know, a billion dollar guy who owns, uh, he works, he has a place at the Thompson Airport mm. and he has a bunch of helicopters and airplanes. and he mm. Big money talk. Okay, then. Oh, yeah. He go way back. Our history goes so far back. Just, that's why they don't want you to know these things, you know. Exactly. But I'm one of those guys that I came from that, the, the origins, and I could tell you who did it and how they went, how they go, you know, what they did with it. And Well, one of my buddies, he got this airport. He's at the airport, and he decided to start a nonprofit to teach the youth because he comes back from, uh, what is it, uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. He's the helicopter <laughs> So he would bring back knowledge and say, hey, man, he's hanging with all these billionaires landing helicopters on their ships and, and they're doing this and doing that. And I'm, I'm like watching like, OK, so he's telling us we need to start teaching young people how to fly planes, you know, mm. and it was like, OK, cool. Go for it. You know, but then on top of that. Uh, this low rider industry came about, we were already doing this, building these cars, and then all of a sudden you got uh we got a lot of this rap thing came about. So right, right. My buddies, they were all funding money to start record labels, you know? Which is and happening to this day. Yeah, so there was the opportunity for us to make some money. You know, I don't know if you remember Terry Carter, the one that I said. Uh, Absolutely. Okay, so that was one of my coaches as well. So Terry, he was the main mastermind behind a lot of stuff of entrepreneurship and let's do the right thing with this money and let's make sure everybody gets a business, get jobs, blah, blah, blah. Let's build the city up. So that was his thing. He was the biggest organizer. He was the guy that held everybody accountable. Wow. Like, man, you got you got 30 low riders this time for so you to get money, some money back to the community. So they would make people do that. They had to put money back in the community, you know? So, they decided that, hey, man, this rap stuff is starting to work out. In fact, I want to give a shout-out to my homeboy, Lonzo. He's on the Eve After Dark. Okay. Club. He discovered NWA. They used to work for him. Dre wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We're talking about Lonzo, the, the, the dude that was, uh, that was the, the Wrecking Crew dude? Absolutely. Whoa! So, oh, shit. I done stumbled on a real gem here. Lord have picture, mercy. Picture this right here, though. Rap first came out. Nobody wanted nothing to do with it but us. Correct, correct. Now you got all these rappers running around the country looking for places to perform. All of a sudden, you got looking for money. So you got these guys from Compton funding it. Right. And then the guys in Compton decided, well, let's put venues together. We got Doodles came up. We got Eve After Dark. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when Run DMC and all these different rappers were coming from the from the uh, East, East Coast, right? They would they would come into Compton and, and check at, in, and check in and rap at Lonzo's Eve After Dark or go to do those. All of these were black owned, right? So, right. So fast forward the story. Shout out to Lonzo again. He just released his documentary at the Pan African Film Festival yesterday. I know they probably talked some crazy that I wasn't there, but. Okay, well, let's shot him out. He's got some, we're going to give him some promotion because he deserved it because he's one of the people that built and helped build West Coast rap. If it wasn't for yeah. him, we would have none of what we love. Absolutely. So, you know, I grew up looking at the original model where we owned everything. Vertically you know I mean? integrated, completely vertically yeah. integrated. 
so so we got these guys financing. Hey, they need this. They need that. They they pay for everything. Then we got this guy over here saying, "Hey, I got a venue that they could perform at." You know, let's keep the money at home. Correct. So everybody was eating, and then now you got all of these Compton record label owners. You got all of these Compton rappers, and all of a sudden we kind of took the lead with this thing, and it's like, okay, well, let's incorporate the lowriders into this thing. You know, I. Terry Carter told my other coach, Gary May, they both had a lowrider shop. Rest in peace, Gary May. You know, that's another legend. He's a, he's a, he was the mad scientist of lowriding. You know, I okay, okay. Educate us then. So Terry Carter and Gary May had a lowrider shop together, and they would build the cars, and they would put them in the videos, and then they bought me on and said, TJ, you know a lot of people. You know, meaning I didn't grow up as a blood and crypt. I, I grew up in a very interesting situation where I had a kingpin blood that lived on my street, two okay. doors down, and I had another kingpin crypt that stayed two door two streets over, but nobody bothered them in, in my blood neighborhood. <laughs> you know, right, and isn't was, isn't Terry Carter a dime move? If I'm correct, yeah, he's a blood. He's That's a, what I thought. Pyro. Yeah, he's a pyro from the West Side pyro, you know, which was a legendary neighborhood. Correct, and I always. Everybody in that neighborhood was millionaires, you know? And that is a fact. They had a large number of millionaires that came out of that neighborhood. And he's been involved in a lot of movies, too. Making sure movies happen, making sure the sets are okay. Terry Carter was the one who told Ice Cube that, hey, man, that Friday joint was hot. Let's make some more. And Ice Cube was kind of beat down because Friday broke the movie mold. It did. It did. And New Line Cinema was not pushing it at all at the time, if we remember. Yeah. It, it sent Hollywood back to the drawing board, and they said, damn it, he made all his money filming at one freaking location, and we filming in 50. Mm-hmm. We spent it to make a movie, and he spent 25000 on the same thing, and he's making the same kind of money we're making. So they had to restart over all because of Friday. So they didn't like him. Well, well just know, to so- slow you down, let's keep in mind, they still have the grudge with Ice Cube. The NBA tried yeah. to block him when it came to the big three, right? He's negotiations now. And when it came to the movies, they stopped him from making all those profitable movies because he wouldn't get the jab. Right. So they so still Ice have Cube. beef with Ice Cube because he's never yeah. signed that first record deal to get pimped and he kept going and being independent and making money to this day and being a stand-up black man and father we gotta shout him out so he's one of those legendary thinkers Mm. so legendary thinkers come from those hang with legendary people so terry reached out to cube and say look man we need you to keep writing movies and terry's like i mean in a cube like he couldn't get no money from the other folks he like man i'll pay for it Right. We got the money. That's the easy part. We need you to keep with the intellectual property and keep the ownership of that. Yeah. You write the movies and you bring in all your celebrity friends. You know what I'm saying? So they did that. And that's when I got the phone call. Like, hey, I need you to get your own lowrider shop because we about to start doing this. So now they're putting all these lower pay. They they partnered up and started a a heavyweight records together. Mm. Owned by Terry Ice Cube. So. When they did that, we talking about movies coming down the pipeline. We talking about videos, everything. Right. So I was getting phone calls about this. I mean, I would just get phone calls. Hey, I need you to do this. Okay. Hey, I need you to do that. I'm going to send these rappers over there. I need you to do this. All right, we're going to do it. You know, so. So you were part of the monetization of 
the culture of hip hop on the West Coast as well, not just Absolutely. the real estate part. Absolutely. I'm, I'm more than real estate. I was the guy who owned some stuff, and they're like, wait a minute, you're using language that we never heard before. Let's talk about that. And somehow they pulled me away and now became just, oh, he's a real estate guy. He don't know nothing about cars or, or any of that other they stuff. They tried to put you well, in that box. Yeah, they they put me in the box, and I, hey, you know, as long as it was paying, I didn't mind, because I don't care to go tell these stories about gangsters and all that crazy stuff. But interestingly enough, I was there. You know, I'm a major part of that. You know, when that whole East Coast, West Coast thing started off, my best friend was the one who was murdered with Suge Knight at, at what was it, Jermaine Party. What? Jermaine D- yeah. Oh, that was- shit. We all know that story because we've seen all the documentaries. Wow. Yeah, so- my my story has yet to be told, actually. Well, you know I'm, I'm glad I can be uh, the person just to scratch the surface on you, OG. No, I appreciate it. But, you know, so that's why I say I step back and I watch entrepreneurship from a cooperative economic standpoint happening with rap, with low riding, with the birth. I got to... Uh, create. I got to be the founder. I got to participate with founders. I come from a group of founders of people who created who was the first, you know. Right. And I see the things that we've done. I saw the money that was created. So when I get into today's economy and I hear people using language like, oh, I'm going to invest in stock market. I'm like, what? Why would you do that? Right. You know, great return. I'm looking at them like, well, don't you know what we've done here in Compton? Don't you know all the millionaires that we put out of here? Like, I can directly say I've helped over 100 people become millionaires. Wow. Directly, uh, hundreds of thousands, help thousands, because the blueprint, or the blackprint, I call it, they repeat it every <laughs> I like know? that. The blackprint. We're and using nobody, that. Yeah. Nobody's investing in stocks. Nobody's talking about bitcoins. And no offense to anybody, but I'm just saying. I saw, I participated in the original entrepreneurship. I can name, I can tell you about people who who created a screw and became a billionaire, right? Because they made a screw. You know what I mean? The patent. Yeah, people patented a screw or patented this and became multi-millionaires and billionaires. But see, that's what I think is so important. Not to cut your wisdom, Unc, is that these kids and people, not even kids, people like me, right? We just didn't know. Right. We didn't know. So when you're saying something like this to me, you got to keep in mind, I'm 40. Once again, I'm 41 years old and you're educating me right now. Right. And I'm in the game. I own real estate. I did it from the blue or the black print, excuse me, of the forefathers. Right. Of buying the neighborhood, doing it in cash, you know, fixing up stuff myself. You know, I'm not saying it to brag. I'm saying it to say that I studied history and I saw that when we started playing the game in the white financial system, we always got taken advantage of. And when we played our own game, Tulsa, Oklahoma happened, Black Wall Street, right? So we have to be careful about going into financial systems specifically, I'm specifically talking financially, with people other than ourselves because the system's not built for us. And there's so many levers that they can pull to make the game unfair and uneven. So we have to go into it together. And that's what the whole idea of the black wall is about, because it's based upon the the great wall of China. Right. And 
those people are from the African diaspora too, our Asian brothers. And what they wind up doing is the Great Wall of China was built by generations of emperors. And each emperor understood that it was his responsibility to build a section to protect the people and the country. Now, it was his choice where he decided to build. You see what I'm saying? What materials, how high, all that stuff. That's decided by the emperor. But he knew the minute he became the emperor, part of his responsibility was to add to the wall. Right. And that's what I want this podcast to be is right now you're putting a major brick on this wall for us to show that we've been taking what I like to call guerrilla grassroots funding. Right. That we get from the street level. And being angel investors and protecting the intellectual property in our neighborhoods. And I think that a lot of times what's happening now is that we're not protecting that intellectual property. And these kids now have to go out to a record label. Kanye West has to go to Adidas and sign a deal, right? But imagine if what you're saying what's still happening is if that infrastructure and that incubation process could be funded from ourselves, Right. And that's the monetizing from gentrification part that I think is so amazing. Right. If we could really all just put the A to the B to make the C, we can get rid of every year we hear a rapper complaining about his record deal. Every year we hear a designer or some other black intellectual artist complaining how he's not or she's not getting fairly paid on their intellectual property because they had to get funding from outside of us. Right. Right. And and that's what I that's what I wasn't used to when I started hearing things about these people are loaning us money or we're getting these 80, 20, 90, 10 deals or whatever they call 80, 20, I think it was. Yeah. And and, and, I, and now three sixties, they change up the language every uh, 10 years, but it's the same uh, result. Right. And I'm looking at that like I remember growing up and it was like my buddy would just loan out money and they would get the money back. It was like no interest, you know, mm-hmm. just go do something positive and help the community. You know, here goes the half a million, go do something positive, help the community. You got a great idea. That's going to create jobs and business owners and keep people off the street. Here you go. Okay. Here's your money back. Appreciate it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I get a free burger every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you give my little sister a job or, help my cousin out if he needs a job or, you know what I mean? That's correct. Really correct. If I help you create a business, then I can get action at pointing some people your way to get some jobs in the future. Or I need you to mentor my nephew because, Hey, we need to open up a bunch of these, uh, burger stands or these right, barber shops. Right. And that's what it was. We, we learned from each other. That's why people were like, why do you all, my story starts off. I said in Gary May's garage. You know, I was learning from Gary May. I was learning from these people about Terry Carter, about entrepreneurship. Mm. You know, right? I they mean, wasn't I trying have- to sell. They wasn't trying to show you how to sell no drugs. That wasn't even on the table. No. They was teaching you the ins and outs, and essentially putting you into a CEO internship program, if you will. That because they're that. running, they're running companies that are making profits that some of these companies out in the stock market don't make actual bottom line profits not speculatory i'm talking real shit here yeah let let me rewind back a little bit here let's go Go ahead then get back there so when we started okay now we got we got multiple streams of income coming in compton we got this thing called Mm hip-hop we got this thing 
called uh, Movies. We got this thing called Lowriders. And then the Lowriders, each one of those things, these were uh, all trees. They were all the roots. Mm-hmm. And they were like a tree. And then all of these things started producing different kind of fruits. Like the lowrider industry started producing, okay, well, now we need some tow trucks. You know, we need a bunch of tow trucks. Mm-hmm. To all then all of a sudden, that also turned into a, a, okay, well, now we need some car carriers because this rapper wants to take all his cars from Florida and bring them back to Compton, for California, for the Grammy Awards, hypothetically speaking. Right, you know, right. We need a bunch of car carriers, 10 car diesels. Ten card carriers, and then it. Then we go over here to the wrapping. Uh, okay, well, these guys will get robbed if they go around the country talking like that. So yep. now I'm like, okay, well, big OG, triple OG, just got out of the feds. You know, let's make him his bodyguard because he's nationally known as one of the biggest gangsters, and they're scared of him. Correct. So that's that's why you'll look at you got uh, Big Ducky was with uh, uh, Rick Ross. Correct. The, All of them. Then you got uh, uh, his brother's Dave. He was Chris Brown's bodyguard, you know, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. Then you got Big Jake from my neighborhood. He was Shug's bodyguard. So we got people making money in different ways, and it would always open the door up to say, you and know. We, and you guys had studio owners. You guys had studio owners out west. We had studio owners. You we guys had, had people uh, that actually were owning the studios, so they were getting we paid also. We had people owning everything. I've seen some amazing deals happen to where when Suge and, uh, not Suge, when uh, Terry Carter and Cube had partnered, I saw black catering trucks. I saw black mm. camera people. Food oh, okay. services, lighting, camera production, yeah. stage building. I, I want to get I, out there how many different ways our people can not only make a business, but make a skill, right? And then turn yeah. that into leverage to make longevity and build wealth right i don't want everyone to be thinking i need to be the rapper maybe like you said maybe you own the car carriers that carry floyd mayweather's cars around to the car shows right and every rapper got a bunch of cars and that's what people maybe you own a mobile car detailing service that is so amazing and is so great that they bring you to all the sets right we have to start thinking like that that we, what are the ancillary businesses that are attached to the guys, things that we use? I had guys that would get out of prison and would come up to me and, man, I need a job, TJ. And I would give them a tow truck and I'd say, here, take this low rider and go over there where Terry is. They're going to do a video shoot. And I need you to hang out with them all day and be patient, bring a pillow with you because them dudes are slow. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. <laughs> So they would be over there all day, and these cats were just making money, hanging out, hobnobbing with all these celebrities. And they that's how they be. They, those, just them being there, pathway to, now you got some of these guys that marry celebrities. Some Hello. Some of these guys are, in, are, are behind the scenes. But you know what? You know, let me, let me, my mind is going a little crazy here. You know what problem I'm dealing with right now is those guys that are hanging on set mm-hmm. all day. Think about it. We got 30 years of rappers doing rap videos, doing movies, and you got Compton Hood guys are their bodyguard. Correct. And people trying to figure out, who are you? How did you know TJ? And now they're telling all these amazing stories. So guess who are some of the biggest writers in Hollywood? Who? Some of these guys that were hanging around on the set. So now I'm seeing my life story leaking into the television world, into the movie world. I'm like, 
what the hell? So, you know, now we got an issue with people borrowing other people's IP. You know yes, like, yes. That's, they're like, that's Pete. My buddy called me one day, said, man, do you watch TV? Did you see that show? I was like, you know how to watch TV. He like, you should. And I'm like, why should I watch TV? I ain't got time to watch TV. All of a sudden, it's like, dude, they're using stuff of your life story in these movies and these TV shows. So I go digging with my shovel to find out. You know, we got uh, rest in peace, uh, John Singleton. Yeah, I, I was gonna say he that that's a that's a scandal. That's a scandal, y'all. You know, you got a lot of homie movies or life story things being taken and added into Hollywood. People calling me like crazy, like TJ. Stuff you be talking about is is all in this TV show a lot. You know, because I was like boots on the ground. I was boots on the ground for a lot of infrastructure stuff. You know what I'm saying? I was right. the guy out there digging the foundations with stuff, you know, to make sure this stuff works. So I'm the business guy. But I'm rewinding back again, go all the way back. What Make it relevant for today's time. When we started organizing okay. and started deciding we need businesses, we need to create, we're creating businesses. Where are we going to park all those 18-wheelers at? Where are we going to park all these tow trucks at? Mm. Where are we going to keep all the studio equipment? Where are we going to put another studio at? So now commercial real estate becomes a big thing to us. Okay. So it's like, okay, it's a building over there for sale. It's a building over there for sale. It's some land over there for sale. So now everybody's buying the land up at Compton. Everybody's buying these buildings, right? Right. So here we come. All of a sudden, I look up. And it's like they watching us. You gotta always remember people are watching, right? All the time. They're they're, they're they got demographics. Okay, well last month we arrested fifty thousand people. This month we only arrested ten thousand. And they like, Well what the hell's going on? Because we've been arresting fifty thousand people for the last five years. And also now, and also not to slow you down, but they also watch monthly the purchases in every zip code. I learned that the hard way. So if you make right. ten purchases in a zip code in a month they they will notice. I found that yeah. out in Atlanta, Georgia, when I was buying up on the Beltline on the west side for it was built, because real estate agents, uh, county uh, executives, prosecutors, they look at those deed transfer records every month. And if your company or your name comes up in multiple transactions, they start digging. Well, what was interesting was. When we started buying those buildings up and those shopping centers, I'll never forget it. Man, I can really go deep, brother, but I'm going to just sum it up fast for you. These people came in and started, it's like one person came in and bought in a whole nother race of people, and they came in and bought out all the black businesses, the seasoned black business owners that historically have been there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, what, what, what made you sell it? You know we needed that. It's like, man, they offered me money that I could not refuse. Like, well, it was only worth a million dollars, but they offered them $20 million. Right, right, right. Because, because we know what you guys are doing. We know what you're doing, and at this pace, there will be no unemployment in Compton. There will be no reason to sell drugs. There will be no reason for drive-by shooting because all you guys are inspired by all these business owners. So a lot of the people who and are— And it will influence the political structure. Tell Absolutely. the truth, because Compton is an incorporated city in Los Angeles County. So if all these black people start doing great, like you said, control the crime, own the property, that means that they're going to pay property taxes into that city, and they're going to eventually have a black mayor, black county executives, and they're going to be able to vertically control the city of Compton. That's 
let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. No, I mean, because that's the truth. That's the, I mean, we're just so, here to tell the truth. So I'm giving you some historical historical points. It got to the point that Compton was the biggest. When Compton became the biggest uh, rap producer on the planet, you know, we had some issues with some people changing lanes and deciding to go left. Mm-hmm. And then it got reported, we got a black mayor in office. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we had one of the biggest one of the biggest things in history that most people don't know about is uh, we put Omar, Omar, uh, what's the name? Omar uh, Watkins. What's that dude's name? I can't believe I know this cat. <laughs> Uh-oh, he's going to be Omar mad Bradley. at you. Omar Bradley. Okay. Omar Bradley got put in office, right? He became the mayor, and he's from Compton. He's a Compton OG. He's from the west side over there, west side Piru over there. So he knew all the guys. So fast forward the story. We had an issue, and it got presented to Omar. And, you know, well, Suge's deciding to go left. He wants to do this, and he wants to do that. So all of a sudden, uh, it opened the door up to say, okay, well, if y'all want to do that, well, we're not going to give them no more permits to film movies in Compton, to film videos in Compton. You see? So fast forward the story, that opened the door for Suge and everybody to say, okay, well, we're going to donate the city of Compton some money. So where Omar will go to the meetings every every so often, ask the mayoral meetings, asking for money. You know, he would have to beg for money. Beverly Hills would go in there and be like, "Oh, we need a hundred million. We got to put new shrubbery outside." Exactly. Granted, you can get it. The celebrities need more trees outside their houses. Okay, Compton, we need pot. We got to fill these potholes. We need grocery stores. They like, nope. They start laughing at him. He go, he go five hundred thousand. Go run the whole city with that. Right. So now all of a sudden, for the first time, they gave this. Compton rappers, these record labels, stepped up and gave the city of Compton millions of dollars to redo Compton. So now I'm looking, I'm literally sitting there and I'm like, well, I want, I want flowers from, from my hood all the way to Shug's hood. And, you know, mm-hmm. well, no, y'all got it to my hood too. So we put pavers in the middle of the street and plants and trees and stuff. And we, they went through there and redone all the businesses and made them look no, more newer because a lot of those were black-owned businesses. You know what I mean? Right. So we're cleaning up the city. So all of a sudden, guess what happens? The mayor gets arrested. Mm. And they take his whole staff down, and they say, oh, well, he stole money. You Which know all saying? politicians so do. No, he didn't steal the money, though. That was a whole other story. Google this guy, uh, Omar Bradley. Google him and his story. Okay. He turned around. They said they didn't like him. Because he was, he went to the grocery store people and said, "Hey, if I build the store, would you put the store in there?" And they said, "Yeah, if you build it, if you're giving us the building, we'll put, we'll bring a a, a grocery store to Compton, a real grocery store to Compton." Right, and boy, that, that pissed off a lot of people. Because keep in mind, the cost of real estate is going up with all these moves. So again, that's when here comes. I noticed this other race of people, which I don't even want to bring them up because they got a, a bill passed to say you can't even, you know, it's, it's hate to talk about them or something. But oh. they decided, they came in our community and, and started dominating, buying up stuff for unrealistic prices that made people sell. But my whole point was the low riding industry and the entrepreneurship tactics of Compton opened the door for us to buy up a lot of its real estate. And it became the most hardest city. Compton, LA, and Washington became the hardest city to gentrify. That's why when you look up, you'll see the most drive-by shootings. You'll see the most people, the most heavily over-policing. Right. Because they're trying to get these guys out of there. And to keep it on a whole nother note, 
when Elon Musk moved into the neighborhood, he moved into Hartown, which is right next right door. Right next door, yep. That opened the door for the city to say, okay, we can get rid of those guys now. All that low-riding stuff got to go. We're going to go with this aerospace, this electric car, this boring company, and this solar city, and all the rest Every of the Every excuse thing. in the world to not support the things that are already there. Yeah, so now my guys get tickets. Low ride, they're trying to ban us from driving low riders down Crenshaw Boulevard. Mm-hmm. It's like, so now here I, here I go becoming Mr. Let me go fight and stop, fight this and stop this, you know, because I've always been deemed the guy that was groomed by some great thinkers. Correct. So I already, so they put, they came, they put themselves behind me and pushed me into the front. Like, you go to that city meeting, you talk, CJ. right which is which is partially your responsibility because like you said that's what you were groomed for yeah so we got to protect this stuff so i was one of the guys who helped to organize and stop gang violence amongst the bloods and the crips so that we can shoot low rap shoot rap videos you know what i'm saying so they call me a gang ambassador you know what i'm saying all the guys like myself are gang ambassadors that correct correct they can walk through neighborhoods so we stopped a lot of that gang violence so Fast forward the story, it opened the door for us to do very well. So now that we're doing well, we got all these new laws passing, being passed. We got all these different things to push us out. So I go to this day, to this day, I still go, I go to these meetings and I, and I, you know, uh, fight for our rights and things that have to happen, you know? Right. And and this is important because somebody is going to have to pick that torch up. Right. right. So we're exactly. we're we're bringing a call to action right now. Right. That's what we're right. going to do here at the Black Wall podcast. This is a call to action to everybody that fits in any part of this blueprint or black print. Excuse me. Let me start over any part of this black print. Right. That Mr. TJ has laid out any part of this. If you fall into any category that's been mentioned, I need you to answer this call to arms because we need you. Right. The whole community. We need you, whether it be nail tech cleaning service, car transport, tow truck, everything that's been named. I'm pretty sure we've named about attorney, 20 businesses, 20 careers, 20 skills that can, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, bro. I'll let you finish. No, I was just saying that, that we need to really think about the different things that we mentioned today. Right. Cause I don't want people to get lost in the, in the, okay, uh, he's said all this great stuff. He knows all these great people. Well, how does this affect my life? It affects your life because if any of these things that you've mentioned, cars, real estate, um, grocery stores. So we have a food desert problem in our communities also. Right. So this is right. not by uh, accident. You hear what I'm saying? So if you're seeing right. any need in our black and brown communities, you need to so, figure out a way to help that problem. And you can monetize. Right. So let's, let's talk about that. So when we were building this infrastructure, keep in mind, nobody's walking around with suits and ties on. Nobody's driving around in Rolls Royces. You know, a couple mm. guys doing that. But for the most part, I got multi-millionaires and billionaires jumping out of Datsun B210s. You know what I mean? Because right. it's all about being below the radar and getting the work done. You know, let's fix this and finish it. You and know, we need to get back sure to that. Yeah, so all of a sudden, it's like they they come in and they got a they got a plan for us. They say let's make them brag about it. Let's let's do all these things. But so anyway, my point is, people will look at their own people and be like, I don't want to be hanging with the knuckleheads. Like, what do you mean? I'm over here talking to Hollywood producers and got movie mm. makers, filmmakers on the phone calling me asking for cars 
and we negotiating contracts. I need an attorney that look like me to come in there and represent my best interest, Compton's best interest, instead of me being told I need to go hire a guy that don't look like me, that don't represent or ain't going to support my vision for the city. Because I would sit down with people and they would always say, why don't you open that up in Encino? Why don't you open that up in white neighborhoods? And I'd be like, no, no. Why don't you hire? Like the police raided my shop years ago mm. and I called them out on it. I'm like, you know, they came in with a fake search warrant thinking he's black. He's just going to fold. And that we ain't even, it ain't even a search warrant. No, that's fake. I'm calling y'all out. This ain't the city of Palmdale. This is the county, blah, blah, blah. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and all of a sudden, that, let me see that. That ain't, oh, it ain't, it ain't even a search warrant. So fast forward the story. I start talking to him like, man, what y'all doing? Why y'all harassing me? And the dude turns around. They try to clean it up. He said, why do you only hire convicted felons? Oh, regular people, some, some white people, basically, you spending too much money. Why are you paying all of these felons? And I had to tell him, I said, I'm all about cooperative economics. I hire the people that you want. And they're like, we're all about recidivism rate. Exactly. They're, they know they're about that keeping that one point four trillion, which is probably you know whatever. But anyway, they they about keeping that. And they saw it leaving the community, and I was one of the driving forces about making sure it stayed out of their communities because I'm saying, hey, I'm over here building this '64 Chevy convertible so we can put in this Ice Cube video, for example. I got a hundred thousand dollars capital to operate with, so I need this car. I need a black painter. I need a black transmission right. builder, black builder, a black glass company. And it's not just about uh, people that can get the stuff and put it in. It's about how much does it cost to make glass? Mm. What do you need? You know what I'm saying? Just like I started Compton Wire Wheels because they would not, you know, my guys are spending thousands of dollars every Monday for wrecking these, wrecking these wheels and potholes and hitting the curve and all of that. So I'm like, you know, they don't want to sell me uh, the wheels and let me make a couple hundred dollars off of them. I'm like, forget it. How much do it start? To, how much does it cost to start a company? Right. So all of a sudden, started Compton Wire Wheels. I fixed those wheels, and that became a whole other billion-dollar industry. But I didn't understand what a patent, trademark, and copyright meant because I didn't have attorneys who believed in us to say, no, TJ, you guys are over here. I needed – if I would have had black attorneys who believed in us and said, damn, y'all generating money. But my biggest thing with us is we can't recognize money when we see it. If that's hello, hello. We're being we're being taught that if you ain't got a Rolex on, if you ain't got a suit and tie on, a $10,000 suit on, you ain't got no money. If you're not in Beverly Hills, you ain't got no money. And I'm like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? That's ass backwards. Yeah. It's, I know guys with so much money in, buried in the backyard. I got more money than this person, that person. What are you talking about? But my thing is, if I would have had the love from our college graduates that came in and recognized it, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Little Johnny across the street went from, selling drugs in and out of jail all the time so he ain't been in jail over a year but he started off with one raggedy uh car carrier now he got like 15 car carriers right you know wait a minute let me go but that's something that that we gotta cultivate right now is because that goes to uh, that's by design right is that they try to make it seem that if you're the smart brother the college brother then you're not supposed to be mingling with the street guy and vice versa Right. We but, needed those college people to say, little Johnny is making some money. And I know he needs a tow truck. I know he needs an attorney. So let me be. And I know she's a black attorney. So she needed to be the black attorney that represented that company. Right. She needed to be the attorney to say, Johnny, is your, you know, your corporation set up? Do you, 
you got something to protect yourself. Bring but we also, also, we got to be fair here because as brothers, right, as black men, we have fallen away from the black print of paying for the smart sister to go to school so she can be the lawyer. No, no, We're too no, worried about no, making her. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, that's stop right there. That's not our reality. I never had that problem. We never had that problem. We pay for what we need. You see what I'm saying? We pay for what we need, and we were glad to pay black people to do it because we were so beat up and abused by people that don't look like us who was underhandedly trying to take it from us. So we were just excited. If you, I personally have financed over 15 different people's college journeys. And mm. to be honest with you, I never got the money back. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, you're not going to bless me and say, here, look, I, look, you did all this for me. Here you go. Like, no, because they ain't made it back yet because they get the money and go do things that, that take classes that ain't benefiting us. I'm like, look, now I realize I can't just give you some money to go to college. I have to say, hey, if you want to be an attorney, I'll pay for it. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Period. If you want to be an attorney, I will pay for it. If you want to learn patents and trademarks and be that kind of attorney, I will pay for it. But if you just want to go to college, no, I'm not paying for it. Right. And you we have, have to do that. Money. We have to be more disciplined yeah. about our, our end goals and vision. But what yeah. you're saying is true, but also that's been lost over the generations because that's well, not, you don't hear that anymore. You don't. Because you don't see infrastructure anymore. You don't see entrepreneurship in our community anymore. We got people that are being worshipped and praised. Like, like I hear tier one conversations daily. And I'm like, we, we over here operating at a tier eight. Like, mm-hmm. we way up there with language. But everybody in our communities barely on the board. Like, what are you? You guys are over here at kindergarten with conversation. What are you mm. talking about? So, so they've been pulled out and convinced to go get higher education and higher education. No, no, no. Not not talking negatively about it, but I'm saying higher education have told them you want to go work for that little PJ's lowrider shop. That's my right. Look they looking down on it. Mm. Yeah, like that dude only made five million dollars last year. Why would, that, why would you want to work for him? You need to go to a real company. Google's a, a trillion-dollar company. Shoot, that looks better on your resume. Well, see, that's people who don't under, who don't overstand. Not understand. They understand, but they need to overstand what cooperative economics looks like, meaning right, right. she needs to come home and secure her infrastructure of her community and make sure all those black-owned tow truck companies, black-owned paint shops, black-owned people like if these attorneys would have came to me and said, TJ, did you patent that? Like, I started dating this attorney chick, and I couldn't even breathe without her asking me because she knew I'm a creator. Mm-hmm. I'm always creating something. TJ, did you create that? Were you the first person? Yep. Okay, well, you need to patent that. Stop right there. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to do all this. And she would make me stop. You need to patent that. We're going we're gonna to trademark this. You just said Good that. Sister. Good sister. Good sister. We need to put a trademark behind it. And I'm like, all my guys need an attorney. So I remember telling everybody, y'all all need to marry an attorney. Or at least, or at least, you know, have one in your circle, have your team. And then we cannot be afraid to build a team and our black women are our number one asset. Women are smarter than men, period, point blank. Ain't nobody going to argue me with that one. I got, I got daughters. Okay. They're smarter than us from the moment that they're born. And if we can't figure out how to protect and, and nurture and incubate our black women's mind, we are operating from a deficit. That's a fact. So I want to say again, black business owners, people that look like us, 
mm-hmm. where me are always looking to support someone that's looking to support me. So if you want to be an attorney, if you want to be a, 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 a if you are a, ter- a person who's coming home from school that you got this this education on this this social media and mm-hmm. you you're familiar, you know all about marketing. Come home and I'm a, I'm gonna pay you, or better yet, I'll pay you to go to school to learn this stuff. Okay, I have paid. I, that's called an investment. And, and we are looking to do that, correct? Yes, I have invested in so many people's opportunities. I've had so many people. Like if I didn't have the money, I would call people and be like, oh, well, Jeff needs that. He's got a situation going, so he needs a real attorney, so he'd be willing to pay for that. You know, let me call him right now. So but right anyway, now, right now with your um, with your lecture series and your books and everything, what are you looking for right now to add to build to your team? And where can people find you and sign up for your classes and buy your books and all your stuff? Because this knowledge is is so immense right we just literally scratched the tip of the iceberg and also i'm having you back on the show i'm not taking no for an answer okay so this is let's just call this uh uncle tj part one okay and uncle tj is gonna come back he's gonna keep uh watering our knowledge and this is just the first bit okay i I don't even know why i said okay because i'm not really asking is that okay (laughs) right right. absolutely again i'm I'm TJ. I'm TJ Lofton. Thomas TJ Lofton. All my social media is Thomas TJ Lofton, L-O-F-T-I-N, and my website is tjlofton.com or Thomas TJ Lofton. But uh, I'm a coach mainly. I'm mm. a speaker, but I'm a coach because I want to teach people. That I'm looking for people, students that I can download my knowledge to that I can open the door for them. So that they can think like me or think better than take what I've taught them and run with it. Just make me look like I barely knew anything. The improvement on the design. There you go. Improve what I've done. Just like the people who taught me, I took what they gave me and improved that. You see what I'm saying? Continue to build the black wall. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking for uh, students. I'm looking for people to take my class. I got a class coming up. Like every other month, I give a, a land and real estate class teaching people how to buy dirt and build houses from the ground up. I advise a lot of business owners around the country, you know, so I'm looking for people that want that knowledge, that want to go lead. I'm looking for real leaders, not just someone who wants to make some money. I'm looking for someone who wants to go save their community and build it. Mm. These are the people I want to work with. Right, right, right. And that's what we're all about here. And I know personally, um, I'm going to definitely be reaching out to you as far as the ground up uh, development because we own some land in Cleveland, Ohio. We own half a block. It's just raw, and I've always, you know, just thought about what I want to do with it. I knew to hold it, but, you know, I'm starting to meet a lot of black developers, which is that sign from God that I need to move forward on that. need more of those. You know, that's what I've been teaching. We need a lot more developers because of, you know, I'm looking at all the houses my guys bought. Just my guys alone, car guys bought a lot of real estate, Mm -hmm. a whole lot of real estate. Now I'm looking at all these, now let's look at the rappers. I'm looking at the houses they buy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we got if we created a bunch of black developers and we could just only work with us, just like at the Compton Airport, we seen the vision like, OK, well, we got a lot of rappers that's buying airplanes now. So we need black pilots. Exactly. So, that's what we were at the airport. so I got we need all of these things. So, yes, these are the people I'm coaching them. Me as a coach is not just about the knowledge. It comes with the referrals. It comes mm. with the introduction, just like Dr. Sabi introduced me to his following in the world 
you can go to my, 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 I just recycled a video and put it on my IG page. You'll see a picture, a video of Dr. Sabi himself introducing me, telling people this guy is the guy you need to deal with. Right. Walking you into the room. Yeah. So that's what having a coach is really, not really, but that's a main contribution. You know, it's my honor to walk you in there and people's honor to know, oh shit. Dr. Savy, you was Dr. Savy's student, TJ? Yes, that co sign is big. It's, it's deep. I get walked through doors because of a video. People like, Dr. Savy sent you. He told, I saw, I first learned of you from Dr. Savy, and I'm hired. I, they don't have to ask me no questions. Do you know how? Can you help? It's like Dr. Savy sent him. He knows what to do. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And the same thing, people that work for me. People, was they were still in my employees. You used to work for TJ? Man, well, how much is he paying you? I'll pay you double. Because that means you know you're, they're vetted and they're from a certain pedigree if you chose them, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is why I say we need coaches. Mm. We need people to have more coaches from real people that know what I know. People like myself makes a great coach. Dr. Savy was a great coach. Terry Carter was a great coach. So forth and so on. Right. Terry mentorship Terry is not a dirty word. At all. You know what I'm saying? If you get mentorship from the right person, there is no need for college. And that might offend a lot of people, but the truth is the truth. The truth is the truth. You know what I'm saying? So then yeah, with the lowriders, do you still have your, a lowrider shop is in Atlanta or L.A.? Or what's that about? Where are you at with that? We got one in, Lang- we got one in Lancaster, California, one of my partners. And uh, he, that's where I operate. In fact, we're about to make the first documentary because if you look at my, my community, nobody's ever told their story. Right. Only so, only our brown brothers have told their lowrider story, which we respect. You know, we respect our, our brown yeah. brothers, too. They have a, a, a huge history with well, the lowrider, but we have our own we, as well. We need them to be honest about that. We started it, but they take credit for it, if that makes sense. We need to. The thing that's happening in music, where they took the music from us and saying, oh, these people started it. And we right. don't know nothing about Eminem is the biggest rapper on the planet, so we did another episode. Home. Uncle, don't start, don't start. See, you trying to you trying <laughs> you trying to bait me into a into another episode. <laughs> you right though, you right though. Wow, so we and they've been trying to take it from us for years because they knew what to buy and we were learning. But fast forward the story, we we dominate that industry. So now it's time for us to tell our stories. Mm. So I'll be filming a documentary coming up soon. I'll be a part of the documentary about lowriders. Well, please so let, keep us story. informed because we want to be a place where you guys get the word out and uh, market and all that stuff. And I got a uh, 63 uh, Oldsmobile Dynamic 88. I need a new transmission. So we'll talk about that offline, okay? I love cars. Right. I got a 63 right. and I got a 70 uh, Skylark, Buick Skylark. I love that bad boy. Honestly, you talk in Spanish, but okay. <laughs> Like, it made no comprehension. What are you saying? What is that? Like, oh, boy. Here he Chevy. goes. Yeah, man. I'm a Chevy guy. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I got a 1980 Monte Carlo. But, you know, there is a Chevy Buick war going on for everybody out there in the uh, culture. They okay. know. We we know. We know. I know. I hear what you're saying, Uncle. I but hear what you're saying. South. That, that car you talking about, that's the South thing. They really love those in the South. But oh. they're growing. It's all over the world now. They, everybody's trying to get a car, period. Yeah, got to you got to you got to have one. It's a big boy toy. I, yeah, I can't lie. I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised, but I'm like, wow, other cars are growing. I guess people have leaked over to other cars because Chevys became so expensive. When I started working on Chevys, they were like 30 grand. Now they're like 200 grand, you know, yeah. so of course, other cars are going to have value. These Buicks and all these other cars. Well, 
I can't say I'm surprised, but I, yeah. I was like, wow. My grandmother was, was a Buick lady. That's why. So I got the 1970 right. uh, Skylark, and she said that was her dream car. So God oh, be well, pleased with her soul. Yeah, right That's uh, generational wealth. Yeah, you keep that. Oh, yeah. I'm not, yeah, that's never getting sold. I redid everything. Put a whole new uh, 350 in there, Buick, uh, stage one engine, transmission, everything. I've done that car completely over, and it's so much fun to drive. Jesus. My oh. granddad, one of the biggest issues in my life where I was so disappointed was my granddad had a four-door Cadillac. And he wanted to leave it with me because he knew I was going to restore it. But because of who I am, one of my family members snatched it mm. and wanted to sell it. Hating <laughs> so ass I motherfuckers. Not, I did not get my granddad's Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? I did not get that Cadillac. But I tell you, if I did, I would still have it right now. Pristine condition, drove, driven on Sunday. And it you would know? purr. You hear me? Those Cadillac engines uh, it, it, purr. It would, it would probably have a brand new LS in there. <laughs> okay, we got to stop this because this is we're about to go into a car podcast, y'all. But man, Uncle TJ, I hope you don't uh, mind me calling you Uncle TJ. I feel like we're family. You've taught me so much today. Um, it came across my algorithms. I'm so happy it did. You are just a wealth of knowledge, sir. And and I just want to thank you for being a guest on the Blackwall Podcast. And I'm serious about. Please, please, please come back and talk with us. I like a plan, brother. Let me know. Absolutely. You have a great day, okay? You too. Peter. God bless you. Bye-bye. Um, I think Daddy should make a lot of money so we can have more properties and make way more money than we're supposed to because I think making money means that we can uh, that we can expand more of our properties. And then we can make more money by having um, better properties.